talk about that. You were, I don't know if you were already starting oh. when the recording was on, but... Come on, Declan. Well, the, it was recording. Well, I don't want that. Well, one. I know, but we'll just cut it. You better. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm funny already. Episode 1, or episode 1.5, as we did have some, some technical, technical difficulties, which being digital and tech it's is a bit embarrassing. embarrassing. But, embarrassing. Um, yeah, so here we are. So <laughs> well, we all no- normally have a few more gadgets when we're recording, don't we? Do a we? A podcast, I don't know, I thought we did. A few more gadgets? Well, when we've been recording for clients, don't we have more tech than... We normally have sat in our kitchen. Uh, I suppose so. Well, I thought that's why you said it went wrong. No, it's my laptop apparently couldn't. Cope. Because we chatted for so long, my laptop couldn't cope with it. So, yeah. So, hello and welcome to It's In The Jeans podcast. Oh, I thought you were saying hello to me. (laughs) What you saying hello to me? Hello and welcome to It's In The Jeans podcast, a podcast by The Digital Gene. My name is Declan. My name's Sharon. And we're a mum and some duo and directors from the Digital Gene. So why are we starting this podcast? You tell me. Well, I oh, actually, you, you wrestled me to the ground. Well, <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> metaphorically <laughs> speaking, about a year ago, and said we need to start a podcast. And then we've helped a client with a podcast, embarrassingly, still not having our own. Yeah. And. You've kept going on and on and on and on and on and stamping your feet like you used to when you were a kid, when you were a toddler. So eventually I caved. My also parenting skills for you must be something cave. to do with that. Right, okay. Or you were waiting for me to cave. Yeah. I've just been busy. So what you know, is my hope? This, what lists. is my hope for starting this podcast? I know it, but I just want to know that we're on the same page. So my hope is that we can show the side of our business that not everybody gets to see. Um, we're not the only people in our business, but we are the only people genetically connected yeah. in the digital gene business. Um, and when most people meet us, they really love the dynamics of the mum and son duo. I've been in this digital business now, not in this business, but in digital, working in digital for like 15 years. And yeah. so I've got a fair bit of experience you were like three to four years coming up aren't you Uh and um so we wanted to just show what that combined experience looks like and what the our take on what happens in the world of digital and tech and how we get on with the how we get on basically Mm -hmm. um that's a bit on its own isn't it really yeah so I'm, I'm waffling head, again, that's what waffling. I do, I'm waffling. Yeah. Waffle, waffle, that's I'm, a good thing. You're waffling, so okay. in my head, which is, yeah. I think Your head's probably more important it, on this one. it's like a bit of a natter about us, a bit of a behind-the-scenes access to running the, a business, a bit of more info about us, but everything's going to kind of have a digital or tech slant, so mm-hmm. how that affects our life and what we're doing right now. So yeah, and we haven't got faces for video. Well, oh, I'm trying to work on oh, losing you're trying some to work weight. On that? So okay, well, I love Instagram stories, as you know, and I, I do use them quite a bit. But yeah, not not everybody wants 
to be in video and we can talk a lot so we thought podcast is the way forward a bit of a long we're more of a long form storytellers than short yes, form long yeah form. yeah so um i suppose the elephant in the room is what's happening right now so we are recording today to look at the date because when i say what where we're at you'll understand why all days seem to blend into one we are in lockdown in the uk um and i think is it week five yes so it's the 22nd of april we're in lockdown it what just feels a little mean? bit like it's like for for you know some sort of context when we when we listen back or when we hope we'll have an audience that will one day listen back to our very first podcast what does that mean in context mm. you are good at all this so i'll let you well I've, we've that. never known anything like it we you, now use vocabulary more Words that, words that we never that used, we never that we didn't know existed. Furloughing, at the beginning of this that year, word, furloughing. That we just had no idea would, I mean, it just feels like, life, well, it is life as we know it, it's been turned upside down. We are basically down. living in our own sci-fi movie. Pretty much. And what we? did you watch last night, which I can't believe you did, to be honest. What did I watch? I watched um, Contagion. I Can I remember? Can I remember? I want to talk about that, the, what happens to you when you... Um, cram all of that content into your brain but I digress because we'll all right okay I've got I've okay. got I've, well it's not a theory it's just something that happens to me but yes I watched Contagion you told me a few weeks ago you'd watched it well I, I watched it right at the beginning of the pandemic yeah. when it didn't feel like it meant it was quite close to home but it didn't feel very like it was gonna happen but yeah. now as more time goes on we are pretty much even though I think that virus in the film's got a lot higher death rate. We are, we are pretty much. Yeah, it's in more that kind about of... the impact because it's a movie, isn't it? Yeah. But your dad and I were sat on the on the couch watching it last night, and we kept like giving each other the side eye as if who wrote this script? Uh, lots of stars in it, which I loved. Yeah, Gwyneth didn't last long, did she? No, she, she never. Was spoilers right but... at the beginning. Oh, sorry, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> this is an old movie though, two thousand eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like who wrote that script? You know, they say, don't they, that truth is stranger than fiction and there we go watch that movie if that isn't more relevant now mm. almost 10 years later then oh, yeah so good so it might have seemed quite cheesy at the time it probably but actually is. now that something like that it is a lot more relevant to us it because it, it isn't a film that's looking at i mean you could say oh it stems from history so like the spanish flu mm. But then, oh, the swine. I think it got made following the swine flu. It did. Swine flu was mentioned in it. So, I think, but now it... So a lot of films kind of retell a story, whereas that's kind of like not really anything we've seen Well, I actually tweeted this morning um, my tweet over on my own um, Twitter account. I actually... Were you going to laugh at this tweet if you've not seen it already? I feel like I have, but... You feel like you have seen it and ignored it, basically, <laughs> like you usually do. Um, so, yeah, somebody's liked it. It well, wasn't, wasn't you, Declan. No, no. I watched Contagion last night on Netflix. Very close to home. Don't they always say, truth stranger than fiction? It will be the zombies next. Oh, God, you're obsessed. I am obsessed. I love a good it's zombie. It's almost like you want it to happen. No, I remember that dream that I had where they all ran over the school field towards the house many years ago. Um, I don't want it to happen. No, I know that you go on about it so much. Oh, on, what if it mutates? Because what if every, it does mo- that? every movie or um, TV series that you watch lately, they all run fast now. Years and years ago, back in the day, the zombies were all. 
but they're always slow and you, you always knew you could outrun them. <laughs> now, over the last few years, it seems like they're all sprinters. Mm. So what would we do? We'd all go live up in the loft. But yeah, when you watch these things, and I always have these conversations around the dinner table, don't I? So could, could they ever be a virus that could make you act like a zombie? No. You always say not. The thing that is rabies, which mm. makes you go a bit crazy. Yeah. But no virus could kill you and then bring you back to life. Why are there so many zombie stories Because we love disasters. We love the idea of it never going to happen. Never going to happen. Put there. it in that box over yeah. there because that's never going to happen. Says she who's just watched Contagion. Yeah. There you go then. So I feel like in this where I have to say what's going on in our world. So I'm back... I've ended up in lockdown back at my parents, which is a bit of a... Which I'm one half of. Yeah, which is... And there's five of us in this house, so it's funny recording this podcast because we have to go around all the rooms telling them we need an hour, we need an hour. We're on lockdown. And then we give them an extra (laughs) mini lockdown where they've all got to stay away from us. Yeah. Um, But just adjusting to life like this, aren't we really? Dad's cut both of our hairs today. Oh, don't talk about the hair. I mean, there's all those (laughs) memes going around... um, we I think of her in Fleabag, do you remember when she rang her sister? She was like, get, come to me now, it's an emergency. And she got there and she had that like pencil cut, well, do you remember? I do, yeah, yeah. but I'm also thinking of the, um, the Tiger King mullet. <laughs> I think that's a new phrase, isn't it? Who's got a Tiger King mullet? What's he called? What's he Joe. called? Joe, Joe, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic, what a great name, isn't it? Um, yeah. We haven't got hair cuts like that, though, have we? No. It's just... Because we've both got short hair, um, and my hair's not actually been cut for eight weeks now, and I normally go every four to six. So it is just over. But those two weeks really make a difference. Because when you've got short hair... Oh, these are real problems, aren't they? First world. First world problems, as they say. When you've got short hair, it doesn't ever grow down. It grows out. And it grows out of style really quickly. So we were sat in the garden this morning, weren't we? And your dad took his clippers to the back of our hair. And we've now both got really rather resplendent (laughs) V-cuts. I'll call them a V-cut. That back of your head that goes into a V. That's why I bought a wig, Declan. Oh, well, we'll get to that. No, we won't get to that. I don't know if we ever will. I don't think we ever will. That's another story. So um, you've also been watching a show which... Um, is a bit techie digital. Do you want to tell us about it? Have I remind me? Oh god, this is what See, happens. I'm going to say to you about when binging. you binge them all in yeah. two days. You so can't remind remember me. Them. What have I, what have devs, isn't that devs, techie? Devs, 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 <laughs> I won't give the big spoiler as to what devs actually means. There are eight episodes on BBC iPlayer, um, and it actually tells you in the final episode what devs really means, and you just and then you sort of go. Oh, like that. Um, didn't really enjoy the first episode, but I know that... Is it a stick around? It is. After the first like, episode... Give it, give, it a, give it a bit. After the first episode, I got right into it and then watched the, 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 rest, the seven episodes that were left over two nights. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It has a bit of a Lost vibe for anybody listening who's ever watched Lost. That's how I felt about it as I was watching it. Um, and it's about one of those um, very, what we imagine is a very secretive um, tech business. 
deep in a valley in a forest um, oh, like in San hidden. Francisco, sort oh, of hidden. So it's like Silicon so it's Valley. Like it was, they sort of have a front-facing business. Yeah. And then if you're really exceptionally talented with, uh, with the stuff that they're wanting to do behind the scenes, you then get promoted to this um, higher level of deep inside the, the, um, the business, the company. Um, and it's all about the owner of the company, who is richer than God, apparently. Um, how rich is God? How rich is God, exactly. <laughs> I thought, wow, that is rich. Yeah. Um, when we talk about how our business plans and what our turnover want to be, and you think, <laughs> richer than God, wow. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, basically, the story unfurls as to, to why this particular program is taking place deep in the forest. Mm. Um, lots of espionage and intrigue and I thought it was going to be rather corny but as it progressed through the next seven episodes after the first one as I said I thoroughly enjoyed it so well I am going to check I'd give it, it a three but, give oh, it a three, three. out of five that's it three oh, out I of wouldn't five. say that review kind of the review that you didn't just given I didn't think that would warrant a three yeah, but I've not really, I've not really given anything stars for a long time. Oh, right. So okay. I'm just starting. So yeah. Right. So this is your barometer now. It's my barometer. A three, okay, four. So we might get some more reviews on this podcast. We might. We might, might have a little section. And where that you might, just I might upgrade that one. What at would some you point? have given Contagion? Oh, I think I'd have given that a three and a half. Oh, you do halves. Right. I'm gonna do halves. I'm gonna do try halves. them. Don't you? No, it's hard. No half measures no, with you. No. So I'm going to watch that, but I, I don't like watching shows at the same time that are a bit similar. Mm. And I'm watching Westworld at the minute. And, spoiler, now they're out in the real world, the hosts. I feel like it's a bit similar. And I like it because it's got all this narrative about like how our data is protected and, and what they're doing and how data is the new oil and all that. So I would recommend that as well if you're into... Don't you think it was spooky? But I really struggled, sorry to interrupt you, but I really struggled to get through the second series. So if you've got to the third, I think it's better. But the second, it was it was like, we're going to make this so complicated. They really sat in on the... It's like they really pandered to, we're going to make this really complicated. And I had to listen to a podcast decoding each episode after. And I also had to read the synopsis after, because sometimes I'd be like... But you were just, just so deep, and I'm so first level. What do you mean? I just think you get into things so deep. <laughs> I can't explain it. I can't explain. I, like I love that you do that. You've gone and watched a podcast and you read other things about it. And I'm just like, now nah, if you don't get me, if I don't get it on that level, that sort of level where. It's got to bring me in straight away, and I get... mind you, in saying That's that, not true. De- in saying that about devs, right? I I struggle sometimes with the with some of the stuff they were talking about, and I don't even know if you worked in that environment. Was it actually real or made up? Mm-hmm. You know, when they're talking about some of the things that they're working on, like it was pretty mind blowing, and you just mm-hmm. thought, are, are they actually real words that people in that that niche, that sector would use, or is it literally just made up for TV? Um, but yeah, I get where you're coming from, but I always think you're clever like that. Oh, thank you. In the jeans, in the jeans, in the jeans. You've got a bit. You must have got it from somewhere. Mm. It might be a throwback. Yeah. Although yeah. your dad possibly wouldn't agree, would he? No. So um, yeah, so that's 
news. That's what we've been up to, really. So let's take a dive into digital news. And obviously everything is... Every pretty much every news story is coronavirus related, isn't it? And it's here mm. and we're all adapting and it is awful. I only try to watch the news once a day now. Um just because I think you can get really in this digital world you can get really sucked into it. If you go on Twitter all the time you can see the deaths and everything. And it is horrendous. But we're now at a point where some European countries are starting to lift lockdowns and looked at look at ways of how we lift lockdowns in this digital world that we're in now. And a lot of it is to do with a potential app. So they they have done it in certain countries, and I think they've done it in China, which, not that I want to compare us to China, but they're on about an app app here. Um, And I just want to get your thoughts... Um, so they're looking at basically it would be tracking you like you've never been tracked before so it would be you put in the app they're taking data they need it because they want to say right they're going to track you who have you been in contact with are you okay have you had symptoms have you had it before so much data mm-hmm. so there's this continuing concern about data with privacy concerns and it's a, and I feel like it's going to be a trade-off. They're going to say to us, right, all because what they've actually said today, and did the first PMQs today was the first Zoom PMQs. Have you seen it at all? I haven't. No. So it was like there was so I many people. There was so know. many people in Parliament, and then the rest, the speaker was like, right, we're going to whoever now, and they'd be there in the bedroom, and it was just so odd. But great, mm-hmm. another discussion about how tech is allowing us to. I mean, to, to continue democracy yeah. going. Business but as usual to some degree. I feel like there's going to be a trade-off of... Right, because they're going to want as many people to sign up to this app as possible because that's then giving a true reflection. Mm. But there's going to be a pushback. So they're going to say, right, if you all sign up to that and give us as much data, we might be able to lift the lockdown. But then you're also kind of giving your privacy away. So what's your thoughts? I, I don't... You know, long gone are the days of paper and pen for the informed. Well, yeah, they say the moment you're all by your smartphone, you're pretty much yeah, and it and it's it's much easier, and 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 more people, especially younger people, will engage with something that's going on within the phone. So you know, it is here to stay. It, but it's all about the security of that privacy. You know, getting it into the wrong hands. We could go back, was it last year or the year before, to the Cambridge Analytica scandal, couldn't we? Oh, yeah, with elections um, and everything. Yeah. yeah, and it's just... I guess it's something that we, we all sort of slide into without really understanding or giving much thought to what we're actually giving away, part of ourselves. Mm. Um, but I don't know if that's... There's, there's a part of me that thinks, what's actually wrong with that? If it's going to help, if it's going to help, you know... The bigger picture of how we can, you know, especially in this particular instance where we can help improve things for, for lockdown and, you know, figuring out how to handle this disease 
this virus that has just suddenly come into being in the last year. Mm. Um, how are we going to fight things otherwise if we don't use the tools? That they literally are just tools, aren't they? And haven't we always had this? Privacy's pushback? always been invaded no, in some way. Privacy, like haven't we? Just say privacy I've, or privacy. I, I say privacy. It's like Primark you and Primark, say but tomato, we're going to get there. But we're going to get to them later. But like, I've always think the issue is, I, I worry. So there's some people from a human human rights group have said this could lead to a power grab from governments that could leave the world with more surveillance and less privacy than before. And then there's a quote from somebody from Privacy International. Why did I say privacy there instead of privacy? But the wave of surveillance we're seeing is truly unprecedented, even surpassing how governments across the world responded to 9-11. So, and it and it feels like it's just going to be ammunition for conspiracy theorists, isn't it? All the time, but don't they find ammunition everywhere? They do, but then, in this world now, everyone has a platform now. So those conspiracy theorists who were always like, what they were, conspiracy theories. I imagine they're in the bedroom, hate government, hate everything. Mm. Now they've got Twitter, so they can share them conspiracy theories, like this whole 5G causing coronavirus. That's gone everywhere. Mm. And at one point, that would have just been... Yeah, hardly any. A very tiny percentage it. of people would have even known that. Yeah, that particular. And then all of a sudden, it's been discussed on this morning. Yeah. Prime time TV when everyone's yeah. at home. Didn't it get him and in a lot of trouble? It did. Yeah. Mm. Um, I actually don't know how I feel. I understand that you know technology. Technology obviously is a is a tool, mm. and there's some really clever stuff that's coming out all the time. Yeah. Um, and we've got to use those tools to make things simpler and faster. And, you know, things are actionable a lot quicker than ever they used to be, which can only be a good thing. But there's got to be a way that they are um, managed and, I guess, somebody independent, mm. which, again, is always another weird thing because then you, you hear people go, oh, they were meant to be independent and look what they did. Yeah. And, I, and I just don't... I actually don't know what the answers are. I love tech and I think it's definitely the way forward and there's always been issues around everything that people collect about other people mm. information and I really don't know what the answer is hopefully somebody far far cleverer than me can come up with the answer I just think that they'll have to, I can see it I can see it in like five years time when this is all over there'll be a big uh, deep dive piece in the Sunday Times or the Observer and it'll be saying the government still has all of our data from what are they doing with it what were they doing with it because you were going to have to say who you interact with and they're going to know family members friends everything and I can just see it but what I feel like what they're probably going to have to say is once this is all over it'll be deleted and so yeah a bit like GDPR when when you've got to be able to stand up and say um, this is what I did with this client's contact information it didn't go any further, so it was deleted. Um, or we've kept that because we're servicing that client. We need to be able to contact them. Mm. You know, all those different things. So what are the government actually going to... They, they need to be able to make themselves cleaner than clean and say, this is what we're doing with all of your data. You know, maybe you should get a little a little notification on your phone. Your information has been deleted from HMRC or whatever. Mm. I don't know. There must be something they there can do. There must be ways to try and make people more comfortable to give that data in the first place. You know what place. I find really, really even stranger about that? 
Where does all of that go? Well, it's delete. That's another topic for oh, another day. Where though? I Where? don't know. Where? Well, like That's in a China, as I've said earlier, I don't what want if to be does like know the that? Chinese. Anybody really clever does know that. I'm not Maybe saying you're not clever, son. Maybe grows, then we get guests on who tell us. Who can tell us that yeah. they are really very, very clever and can tell us where it goes because when you press the delete button on something, where does it go? Hmm. It's like the cloud when you say it to like in grandma. In the cloud. Oh, it's all in the oh, cloud. Oh, yeah, when we say like, that to grandma. Mean? What do you mean? It's in the cloud. It's up there. I'm like, no, it's up but there, it's, grandma. It's it's up it there. is hard to describe. It's like, it's a thing that's there, but it's not there. Really, it's all in a server in Silicon Valley somewhere, isn't it? Lots, but, yeah, lots of it. That's what people. But in say. China, for instance, their app, which as I as I keep saying, I don't want to be like the Chinese, <laughs> the communist one-party state. But the app gives you specific codes: red, yellow, and green. Um, and only the right colour, which I'm guessing would be green, are allowed to enter restaurants, get on public transport, or move between different Ooh. places. So in Contagion. Last night, mm. you were given a band to wear once you'd been given um, once you'd been given the vaccine that eventually came out. Mm-hmm. Now I could see as I was watching that, you know, there'd be an undercurrent of of crime that would start to seep up where they were used as currency, and you could buy them to say. You know, you might not be able to afford, afford if it was something you had to buy. You might not be able to afford the vaccine, but if you could afford to buy one of those bands that somebody had replicated, you know, when you hear about people faking a passport. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there would be a, a whole undercurrent of yeah, crime. Yeah, it could be just one of those, like, yeah. paper bands you get going into a In a festival or, or an It's or like, oh, yeah, I've got green, yeah, don't worry got, about me. I think they had, like, some sort of chip built in them. I so know, you, but that's, that's, like... But could, tech could, that need, no, but it, I'm saying it's tech that needs developing quickly, and for it to be like microchips and all sorts is going. But be what I'm saying, that undercurrent of crime that could then exist because they could they could create replicas of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm saying about that app. Yeah. You know, people trying to get their hands on a, on a, you know make it sure that I'm green and I I can go there mm. um, because then you're isolated. Lo- and I get it, it does work, but you've always got to think of the other side, haven't you? Yeah. Of how it can... So it's that's something that's potentially, definitely going to be used for good. But what about the people who would want to get their hands on it for bad? Mm. And sometimes when, we, when we're doing things quick, as, as humans do, because we all obviously want to release ourselves from this, this terrible pandemic and get back on <laughs> with life. Um, what are you laughing at? Release ourselves, just made me giggle. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> to be able to get back to normal life, yeah. um, sometimes we rush things, and there's been stories well, there's off the back sto- of that, hasn't so there? Obviously, the world's very different to when we had the Spanish flu, but there's stories that governments that stayed in, in who controlled it for longer, so kind and of I just before we... I can't like, believe how sensible we are at the minute. I know, being a bit boring. Aren't we sensible? Now, I know, but... Declan, you're expecting me to be funny, and I can't turn that on all the time. And when I've I'm, literally just said earlier, let you can't schedule fun when you, you were like you can't, you can't, son. But I'm just saying how sensible, what a sensible conversation we have. Okay. It's a bit feels like when we sat around dinner and the rest yeah. of them chime in. Apart from they usually say, "Can you guys be quiet because we've got something to say?" Hmm. That happens a lot, doesn't it? Well, you've well and truly put me. Off have I thrown you off track? We're gonna move on. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> I literally have no. <laughs> Thank you.
put articles that we talk about or different subjects in the show notes. So um, we'll link different I things. I love that phrase, the show notes. Well, it's like a little, when you the click show on the episodes, notes. you can see. That's what Peter said. The show notes. Sorry. So let's talk about Primark. Okay. Um, they released an article yesterday saying, obviously, that they're, due to their lack of online presence, their turnover has gone to zero. Um, and I, we were chatting about it yesterday when we went out for a walk, and we were, we were just saying, I don't understand how they could be online. The whole point of it is I it's so cheap, though. I didn't get that. So, so just because something is cheap, well, know, you shouldn't be online. But why is Amazon? Amazon isn't... Amazon's whole business model is getting things to you quick, though, isn't it? And mm-hmm. I just find it... I just find it strange. I don't get how... Like, I used to get T-shirts from Primark for 80p. Like, how on earth, if I only wanted one T-shirt... Could I potentially get that? Well, it would encourage you to buy more than that, wouldn't it? I know, but then that's ugly as well, because that's fast fashion again, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, there's been a big backlash, hasn't there, over the last few years in fast fashion and upcycling and recycling, you know, you know, buy something decent, make it last a long time. I mean, back in the day when I was, when I had my very first job, one of the things that I wanted to do was to um, save up for some really decent things, mm-hmm. um, some of which I've still got, um, and I and I still do it quite a lot now. And I mix, you know, investment pieces with high street, mm-hmm. vice versa, vice versa. No, I, I mix them. That's it. Um, but then the world seemed to change, didn't it? And then everything was just fast, fast, fast because we all wanted new trends and... Because they're going to make losses because it is fast fashion. So if they literally miss a season, mm. if the clothes have all been stood there, mm. where are they all going to go? They've spent... They've, the supply chain will be all affected. But, and, you and... know, they've, they've, they've gone from making, what was it, £650 million pounds a was year... In yeah, the I last think, year. I thought it was Mark. I yeah, thought no, that was there a it month. Is, there, I've just got it up. Right. Clothing giant Primark has gone from making six hundred and fifty million in sales a month to nothing. I thought it was a month. Yeah. As the coronavirus has forced it to close. And I just think how have you for me it smacks of self importance and thinking that you own a piece of the high street and that you're more important than you know, you, you think you are the king of the oh, high so street. So you're saying they're, they they were they're under the tribe of like we're not going online we don't need to that yeah, kind of I think snobbery so. I think which is so. pathetic really it is and you I mean obviously that you know I don't know how long it is they, they do have a presence online and they talk about trends and it's a bit magazine bloggyfied led um, which is quite annoying because I've looked and thought oh that's nice I haven't got time to go into town and park up and buy it because mm. um, the vast majority of Primark stores are in city centres and which, again, my reflection of that is based on how city centres are changing because, you know, that's how we feel. A lot of us don't have time. And we'll get back to that discussion we've had many times about shopping should be about an experience, you know, it's a touching, like feeling, experience. Mary Potter's put out this week and she said 
I mean, we haven't read it because it was behind a paywall, but it was along the lines of this coronavirus might get rid of mediocre Mediocre. Mediocrity in the high street. Yeah. And um, even in throughout a whole business, maybe. But I was thinking, it's fine to be mediocre. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with people being mediocre. It's fine to be average, I yeah, think. But you know, the way the world's going now, if you want people to leave the house for a reason, you've got to give them a, a reason. Because if I can get clothes overnight, pretty much, you can from when you order from next. Or and me from ASOS. ASOS or anything. Yeah, yeah. Why I mean, would... I love the you know the ASOS business model. I pay for the yearly. Um, and so do I. The early delivery, next day delivery, mm. and you know I'll often be in bed on my laptop. Mm. Oh, I like the look of that. It's here the next day. I know. Um, whether that's good or bad, and it's forced me into making those sort of buying decisions, I don't know. It's very very clever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we've we have talked a lot about businesses adapting these things. It's when businesses slag off. You know, you're only reading those magazines or those newspapers. You you do a lot. You despise the red tops, don't you? Yeah. And I don't read them. Some of them. But you know, you you have a massive hatred of them, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, and you always say, well, they only exist because people read them. Mm-hmm. All of these things exist because that's what we want. Yeah. Um, if we suddenly stop doing it, then they couldn't exist well, anymore. Nobody's got a gun to the head when they're ordering something on ASOS, have they? No. Like, no, no one's got a gun to the head when they're on social media. Whether it's right or wrong, but I always say we won't do it if we weren't, not destined, but we were, we just won't do it. I mean, Primark, it says, was founded back in 1969, so it's been around. It's, 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 of, the, it's of the era of a lot of those businesses that we've saw go over. Is it, though? Because it I is. thought it was the businesses that were even older that have gone. Well, it, it is, but some of the older ones still, still exist because, you know, you think Liberty in London, how mm. long that business has, has been around. Um, and you know it's still thriving and the- theatrical yeah, in exactly. store. So you've got the grow, best of it? both worlds. You can buy for you know if you don't if you don't live anywhere near near the store, you can buy online for quickness. How far away you live? Um, if you live the other side of the planet, you can get. But if then if you're in London ever on a on a, a, a visit, you can go and visit and have the experience, and it all merges into one. It's what we used to call in the uh, in the commerce world. Omnichannel, mm. which isn't a phrase that he used a lot these days, but that that was so the experience is a full all rounded one that you had you you you're never mistaken by the fact that you're enveloped by that brand that experience, um, and the Primark has seemed to have done a lot sort of on the high street with you know I think they didn't they open an amazing one in Birmingham I've never been there but I seem to remember them them opening an amazing flagship in Birmingham I may be wrong have to check after this I can't stand um, I think it's the worst shopping experience going it's it's not a store I like going in I, I like seeing things that people have worn there and think oh I'd like to get there but it just hasn't given that full rounded experience and as I say it's from an era where those businesses were founded a long long time ago and they have made some changes but it smacks a little bit of we're too important to have to you know this will never happen to us and sadly and it's one of those things, isn't it, where you sometimes think, oh, it won't happen, it won't happen. And they might have been thinking, oh, we'll do that in 2021. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It might have been in their business strategy for 2021, whatever. Or maybe they were doing something behind the, 
behind the scenes this year who knows but they've just missed the boat basically yeah and you know they could have adapted so well and had a level of e-commerce i always found it um hard to understand about a, a lovely store that uh you know is from up here in the northeast phoenix phoenix for so long not online absolutely beautiful store um, the experience again of going to Phoenix, the Phoenix window at Christmas, all of those types of things. And finally, they did go online, but they were a very, very late adapter. Um, but I was so, so pleased to see when they actually um, did go online finally. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it was last year or. And then recently, did they have to close it but now they've reopened? Who? Phoenix. I swear I saw an article yesterday saying that they had to reopen. I think due to coronavirus, they had to close for a bit, sort out the yeah, a bit like a bit like next and everything, isn't it? Sort yeah. of limiting things. Is that they're actually, you know, send selected products now available online, so they're probably embracing that more now. Mm-hmm. Um, in this, it's like a race for arms, isn't it? A race to get online, mm-hmm. but in that race, you can make lots of mistakes. Whereas there's been, you know, some solid businesses bashing out e-com for a long long time and doing it very very well um and and i absolutely always go back to asos and and use them as a a barometer of always keeping moving um but then sometimes people could say oh what if everything changed and we all went back to shopping in the high street and but i don't think we will but do you remember there was a time when we've actually seen some businesses who've solely just been started out online and they've then tried to get into the high street um, yeah, I can't uh, can't think who it was, but Amazon have tried, haven't they? As well, you know those well, Amazon, Amazon stores. Well, Amazon apparently the They want to bring the supermarkets in, where you go in and you don't have, you know, you don't have to have a shopping, you don't have to go to a checkout. It literally it knows, what, knows you've, what you've taken from your what account, you've, and it which is would be great right now because you, would have, you wouldn't have to speak to anybody. Yeah. You wouldn't have to hold. No, you would still have to hold it basket but i don't know i just i just feel i just feel sad that you know the businesses who haven't got a presence online right now when we've seen all these even local independent food businesses you know i've been applauding them haven't they how quickly some of them have have sort of pivoted the business model and and now they're actually delivering food and food parcels and you know, and some of them look like they're doing better now than they far did better than they ever did. Possibly empty I mean, restaurants always, before. Always say disrupt or die. It is. You've got or to keep you moving. Have to. You've got to keep you moving. Cannot just sit there and just expect and watch the world change around you and be frightened and to then, try and do something. Then some people are frightened by it, but some people are frightened, and we always try and hold the hand of people who are frightened, don't we? Mm. You know. But anybody who hasn't got an online presence right now. Please start thinking about it. Whatever type of business that you've got, you must have an online presence and it must be one that represents the values of your business. You know, those sad, sad websites that have never been touched since the day they launched and now aren't secure, aren't responsive. You know, things embedded in them that haven't been touched for however long. You know... All of those sad, sad shop windows. Yeah. And I always try to use that as a as as a, an analogy, don't I? Mm-hmm. We, we've all been, <laughs> we've all walked past those shop windows where everything looks like it's been in in there forever, where the sun's faded them and there's a few dead flies on the floor, and yeah. that's a bad website mm. to me. 
you know, that's that's a shitty, shitty website. I'm not sorry for swearing because it's oh true. And, and you know how I get on we, about we that. I don't, under- I don't understand why businesses who, when you meet them in person or you go to their offices or whatever, they're so, you know, in charge and have, have, have got it all wrapped up offline. Yeah. But then you go to look up online and you think, what? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? And what are you not doing? And that to me is always a good analogy when I've had to say, What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, this is how I would describe your shop window at the minute. Uh, always get the truth from me, Dex, as you know. Yeah, thank you for that. You're that welcome. Dead fly analogy. Yeah. Didn't think people would get that episode one, it was good. <laughs> I don't really know anything about because it would it predates me really is frugal do you want to care to no well basically google have uh, um announced i don't know whether it was just yesterday or the day before and i actually commented on a on a few linkedin posts yesterday um where i saw it pop up that um google shopping has opened up um free product listings for everybody it's starting in the u.s first and then as it always does, it'll roll out to other areas. Mm-hmm. And um, I said to you yesterday, didn't I? Oh, they're bringing Frugal back, and you sort of looked at me. So Frugal actually was um, a, a, basically Google Shopping in it, in its very first edition, if you like. Um, and it launched in 2002, and I started my digital career in 2005, so I hadn't been around very long there. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, what a brilliant idea it was. What a great place it was to really make a difference to your business. The Google feed, Google shopping feed, for very, very many years was one of those niche little areas where if you were savvy enough to be able to upload your products to it, you could make a killing because it it just works so well. And then, obviously as lots of business so it started off as frugal which i always thought was a strange name frugal because it always is it actually called that frugal f-r-o-o-g-l-e no i get it i thought that was just a nickname that well was it was kind of no no like... it was called frugal and it was it was meant to be a place where i guess it was one of the very earliest iterations of like shopping comparison sites mm-hmm. so you could you your product might sit alongside somebody else's and and the user out on Google could be able to see them. Um, but for, for quite a long time, many, many um, e-com businesses didn't know it existed, didn't use it. So you could be sitting there, your product feed was in there and just the sales would come rolling, rolling in. I loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, but then like everything else, it turned to a paid model and it became part of AdWords and... So why have they, why have they brought it back? So that's that's the million dollar question, isn't it? You know me. When I think about Google, I always think, oh, there'll be something more up the sleeves than just being, um, you know, good to people in this this era of you know this pandemic crisis that we uh, that we're going through. But SearchEngineLand.com, which is a, a, a site that I'd love to find out. Um, SEO type marketing news on has mm-hmm. as, as actually written, written a great post about it which we'll share in the show notes and um, it says that the move comes amid the coronavirus crisis in which many brick and mortar retailers have had to close their doors 
An e-commerce strategy has suddenly taken on heightened importance and urgency for, for merchants. So basically, it seems like um, it's free exposure to millions of people who come to Google every day for their shopping needs. Um, so they've taken like a, you know, a many years back step um, by allowing the possibility for you to upload your, your, your shopping feed again to Google and it'd be free and not for it to be part of an AdWords campaign. Um, they must have... They must have something up the sleeve. I don't believe it's just. So the is crisis. It really just them so the crisis was the impetus. Crisis? The crisis was the impetus for advancing our plans to make Google Shopping free for merchants. And Google's president of commerce, Bill Reddy. Um, however, the change will be permanent and fits into the longer-term vision for the company's role in digital commerce. It will provide free exposure to millions of people, as I said. Um, for shoppers, it means more products from more stores discoverable through the Google Shopping tab. For advertisers, this means paid campaigns can now be augmented with free listings. So it's an evolution that you know lots of people have been watching closely. And in many ways, it's, it is a shift back to that original Google product search. As so it, it will be, be, surely it will be like, so if I went on Google Shopping yeah. and I searched for something... Yeah. Would it be like Google, where maybe the top three have paid for that position? It was always it, 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 it was when it when it turned into a purely paid product, which I believe was back in twenty twelve. It, it became massively, massively competitive overnight, and it became the bigger players who existed there again, like like lots of of um, listings. You know, if you've got enough money to spend, Google will keep taking it from you mm-hmm. and serve you at the top. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a strange thing. It did suffer from a lot of techie issues. I know as um I know as I you know, when I was working more in e commerce and it used to be a pretty nightmare. Uh and and then some Google shopping experts came about oh, from it because the they would just they would just focus on the shopping feed and all the all the tech that you needed to have a really clean feed yeah. with all your categories with all your product numbers categorised properly, etc., etc., So it become a lot more intense, a lot more labour-intense to get it right, and obviously lots of people got it wrong. Yeah. Um, so it became, when I worked in e-com, it became a bit of the bane of my life, finding an agency that could really deliver on the Google shopping ads. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting to see. Is this not Google wanting to be a one-stop shop for everything again, though? I honestly don't know. It will be What's interesting that thing to we see. We were discussing yesterday how it rolls today. out the knowledge graph. Yeah, yeah. Like now, if you can get everything there without clicking on somebody's website, and now you can shop and list your products for free. Mm. It, is it is it just Google wanting to be, have a monopoly over everything? Because they have really with search. Nobody else, nobody really uses Bing or anything else, do they? Well, people do use Bing. That's no, a bit not. of a throwaway comment. People do use Bing. But, but I think obviously, 85 obviously, to 90% of searches are done via Google. Obviously, obviously Google is, you know, king, basically, yeah. of the internet. So is it, just making, is it just them wanting to be more of a king? I absolutely have no idea. You know, reading through this article, it'll just be interesting to see... Um, what comes of it? Just, yeah. just you know, watch this space. Keep, keep our eyes on it. But you know, if it proves to be a savvy little way that some little retailer um, can really make a difference to you know, then yeah, yeah, definitely an interesting one. Definitely an interesting one. But 
I loved the Google Shopping feed back in its early days. It massively made a difference to the businesses it's not that I worked I've in. I've never really used. I've never really gone into Google and used shopping. Their shopping tool, I don't think at all. No. So when you never. when you get the options, when you type something into Google and you you get the little options underneath the yeah. the, the bar there, underneath the browser bar. Not. I only really go in shopping now if I'm if I'm looking at things for clients. It's not something I use as a shopper. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. The, not enough people have embraced it. Um, and they're trying to bring it back. But like I'm, even, I'm not even really... I don't even know that functionality. So I've just typed in men's trainers in the shopping tab. Mm. And I've never seen it. It's not something Well, I there have. you go. There, there you go. That's... Yeah. Uh, you know, and obviously they've got Amazon competing, haven't they, all the time? Well, that, it feels it, it, in that article there it says about Amazon, and I do think it is a bit of a an arms race to who's going to be the king of commerce. King of commerce? It, oh, is that the title? That for this it, this episode. Oh, we'll talk about the title of the episode <laughs> later, eh? So it says that the 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 Google Shopping tab will consist primarily of free product listings. It'll be interesting to see who how that pans out. If you've got, you know, 50 retailers all selling the same pair of jeans or whatever, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that pans out and whether it's going to be more leading things on price again, which I always hate. It's mm. it's it's a, what do they call it? Race to the bottom. A race to the bottom, a road to nowhere, because things are so much more than price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, one, one to keep our eyes on, be interesting. So that's us really at the end of our... How long have we talked for? So we've talked pretty much there for about 50 minutes. Okay. So this podcast is going to be kind of like we might do it weekly. Probably at the minute we're going to do it maybe every two weeks. We'll just see. We're just going to see. We're going to play it by ear. Um, We are busy. We are directors. Yeah, thankfully thankfully we are busy at the moment, aren't we? And we've got a new product of our own to launch as well, haven't we, soon? Yeah. So... um, yeah, we are busy, but you keep forcing us to do this. No, but as I said, we might, there might be times where we are literally too busy, so we don't have an episode. We're not committing ourselves, just going to see how it goes. Just see how it goes, and basically see how many people want to listen to it. Yeah. Um, people have been asking us to do it as well. Once once we sort of discussed it with people, they were like, oh, like, oh, you've oh, got to do it, really you've got good. to do it, it'd be really, really good, good, really good. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I guess, just each of our take on life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Digital yeah. life. And the fact that we are genetically connected. Well, that is what I wanted to call it. But what? you put your foot down. Oh, my little foot. This digital life. We were going to have a, um, a section at the end called where we kind of both came Factoid. up with and um, <laughs> uh, call it a factoid and kind of like try to like blow each other's minds about something digital blow or techie. Blow each other's minds. But... We I'd have struggled with that. Like, I'd have struggled with yeah, trying because, to blow your mind. Because yeah, no, you always no. say I can't blow your mind on anything. You know well, everything. I know. No, you say I've you know never everything. He knows everything. Yeah. Um, so and Mum actually thought I said something else. Hemorrhoid. So oh, it's right. just me being it's stupid. Just being stupid. Just being stupid really. I, I heard. I heard. Before we I heard the oid, and I was like, "Did you say hemorrhoid? I haven't got them, incidentally." Just in case anybody would... Can you imagine if there was a bit of a jingle now for hemorrhoid cream? 
No. Oh no, sorry. Um, sorry, so, listeners. Yeah, that, that section. I do been, like to that, embarrass my son. That section's That's what been parents exist before, for. Um, before we even got there. So, yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's In The Jeans podcast. You can follow us both on Twitter. I'm at Declan E. Williams and you are... Before Ended. You still are. I am week. still Before Ended. This week. Now and this again, week. I do yeah. change it. You can follow our business at The Digital Gene. Uh, please like, share and we'd love you to oh, write a review. you've got to write a review. Um, please write a review because we'll never do any more again. If you don't all write a review when you've listened to this, we'll never do any more again. So, if nobody writes a review... That's, That's good feedback. It means they don't want another one. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> um, and then out on social, use the hashtag It's in the Jeans Pod. Thanks. Are we done? Thank We're you. Done. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.